Thank you for downloading this episode of the Final Third Podcast. It is a transfer extravaganza. So many different transfer sagas uh, building up and concluding. And we talk about them from Bale, Gareth Bale going to LAFC in MLS to Wayne Rooney leaving Derby County to me taking some time to individually talk about some big transfers that just wrapped up like Mane and Lukaku and the likes so yeah, if you are interested in the summer transfer window, definitely stay around. You're not going to want to miss this. Leave a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you enjoy the show. We've gotten a lot of listens, so definitely if you're a new listener, hello, welcome, good to have you. Leave us a rating. It takes five seconds, and if we end up being a, a bad podcast, you can always change it later, so go ahead and do that. All right, uh, thank you, and hope you guys enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. It is not Monday, but, you know, it is the first episode of the week, probably the only episode of the week, whatever. Uh, it is our news and predictions episode. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, AJ Tabura, fan of Minnesota United. Definitely don't want to talk about that. West Ham United, we will be talking about that. And the U.S. national team, also uh, a, a very exciting time to be a U.S. national team fan. And I'm joined uh, by someone whose favorite movie is a toss-up between the new Minions movie and the Paul Pogba documentary. Jack, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. I have a Minion on my desk, actually. That oh, wow. Me, so he came prepared. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've got props. Uh, yeah. Um, my By the way, my favorite movie is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. But That's a good one. Oh, <laughs> it, it is a good one. Do you enjoy the crystal skull or is that out of the t- out of the eh, discussion it's not as good as the first three but I've, it's yeah. it's fine i enjoy it but it's not as good as the first not three. a shia labeouf fan that's okay that's okay jack what are it's your more favorite than teams shia LaBeouf. uh but <laughs> my favorite my favorite teams are chelsea which we'll be talking about yes. minnesota united which i agree we should not talk about uh atalanta not going to talk about them probably never will given their record recently uh <laughs> and uh, Minnesota Aurora, which I'm going to quick talk about because they went undefeated at home. Uh, and now they have two or three matches left, three matches left to end yes. the season off. So hoping for an undefeated Minnesota sports team, that would be yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If they win, uh, their, was it the Heartland division? I believe it is, uh, the division that they play in, in the USL W league, super league. Yep. Uh, they will go to the, the postseason, which will be really yes. exciting to to win uh, that division in your very first inaugural season is really exciting. Really glad to be a part of that. Uh, we do have to apologize for this episode being out pretty late. I had an anniversary dinner and also I was volunteering on both days for Pride. So nobody's allowed to be mad at me for that. And Jack has been Working very hard on a paper, I believe, right, Jack? Yeah, I'm, I'm presenting at a conference in July uh, and hoping to get that paper published eventually. So yes. I've got a lot of work that needs to get done in preparation for that. Yes, very exciting. And Jack also has a work call at 8 o'clock. So we are getting this episode out very quickly. Still, you know, high quality. We're going to talk about some transfers. Uh, but before that, Jack, where can people find us on Twitter? They can find us on Twitter at Final Third Show. Uh, check us out on there. Look at our um, our donation drive that we're doing mm-hmm. for a bunch of different organizations. Can, uh, I think we're going to talk about that next, but yeah. mention it on there. And uh, for any other takes that we might not be covering on this episode. And FinalThirdShow.com for your one-stop shop or anything about this podcast. Uh, but 
this is honestly tangentially or pretty related to soccer as a whole. Uh, but as everyone knows, we have throughout the month of June been or will be donating uh, $10 for every 100 downloads we get uh, in this month to splitting that between uh, organizations that support uh, trans youth as well as just general LGBTQ plus uh, rights. And after the Friday Supreme Court ruling uh, overturning Roe v. Wade, which is a pivotal part of women's uh, rights, reproductive rights in general, obviously, uh, we thought it would be important to help do what we can, even though we're college students, and protect reproductive rights. Uh, so an additional $5 for every 100 downloads will be going to them. Plus, whatever we decide to match, I, I feel like... Uh, we we can match even further hopefully if you're a fan listening out there and you care about uh trans lgbt reproductive rights you will s find some place to donate to that and yeah jack anything to say about that uh well when this episode comes out it'll be the last day that we're yes. that we're getting uh those uh those downloads for dollars i guess you could say so mm -hmm. uh if you want to help contribute in that way, you know, download the episodes, I guess, if yeah. that that helps or d download every episode or yeah. e even better, do some donating of your own. I should yeah. say uh, we, we'd appreciate if if uh, if you end up matching our donation, let us know. And uh, so so we we can uh, recognize you as well. Yeah. And obviously, this is a huge issue. And, and even though it is not something that directly, directly affects us, it affects other human beings uh, on, on this planet, on, on this in this country. And it, it really does affect soccer, because as Megan Rapino said, like uh, a lot of this will be affecting the woman that, that plays soccer, the, 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 the woman in her life. And when you think about how does this affect the NWSL, how does this affect uh, the players when they make their calculus like selfishly if you want to go that way it will affect the game that you like if, if you are a supporter of a uh, women's soccer but even beyond that it's important to show empathy for fellow human beings and we've seen throughout uh, the past couple days a lot of leagues and teams in this country voice their support obviously the nwsl uh did uh, as well as a bunch of other teams but also there were Leagues and teams, Minnesota United, I, I know, didn't have a, a, a release uh, of any sort. I want to say MLS didn't either. And even some teams that had releases, statements, weren't exactly the best. The Minneapolis City, uh, th their coaches and all, all of their front office members actually apologized because they had a pretty paltry, a, a paltry statement about the entire uh, Roe v. Wade getting overturned. And I don't know, I feel like it's important for us to say something as it it is a pretty big deal and a pretty bad deal, to say the least. So, yeah, just want to get that out of the way, because obviously that is probably the most important thing. Anything we're going to talk about in this in the next 50 minutes or so pales in comparison to what's going on. So you can't take politics out of soccer. We've talked about that. So, yep. Yeah. Download that episode to help contribute more money, you know? Yeah. There you go. And, and learn about science really important, which is politics in soccer. All right, Jack. Uh, a real quick story before we get into the transfer hot or not. The USA are officially going to the U20 World Cup after we beat 
Costa Rica last night, 2-0. to zero. We are officially uh, in the semifinals of the CONCACAF U-20 Championship, which qualifies for uh, us for the U-20 cha- uh, World Cup next summer in Indonesia. So that'll be a lot of fun. And if we win this next game on Friday against Honduras, we will go to the Olympics for the first time since 2008. The same Finally. Honduras, Jack, which if you remember... Yeah. Yeah. Were the ones that knocked us out. Yeah, originally. Let's get some revenge. Uh, yeah, l- l- let's do it. Paxton let's do it. is Aronson is going to do it. Yeah. Hey, he's great. Uh, Scored a brace a, to send us to yeah. the U twenty World Cup. Diego Luna. Uh, I'm forgetting some of the other guys. Uh, the, the, there's the, the Quinn Sullivan. Quinn Sullivan is the other guy that I, I like a lot. Also from Philadelphia. Uh, so yeah, congrats to the U.S. for that, and congrats. To all of the transfers that are happening. Because Jack, we are doing our transfer hot or not. This is the most final third show segment that we have. Where we mm-hmm. I say a transfer that is either happening or has already happened. And Jack tells me if that transfer is hot or not. If it's a good transfer or if it's a mediocre to bad transfer. And Jack, we're going to start off with... Some pretty big bangers. So are you ready for this? Yeah, let's start with it. All right. Gareth Bale. A name that we know quite well. Real Madrid fame, Tottenham fame, Wales fame, golf fame, one might say. He's on his way to the to, to the, the golf courses of sunny Southern California because he is moving to LAFC. Has, I think, five Champions Leagues to his name. Yep. And is joining LAFC, most importantly, I think, on a TAM deal, not a not a full designated player deal, which means that LAFC can still get another high quality player without it going against the salary cap. Jack, bail to LAFC, which are near the top of the league right now for MLS. Is this transfer hot or not? Hot transfer. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, if getting him for a TAM deal, wow. Uh, and it's on a free. Like yes. honestly, I don't know a way that this deal could have been better. I really don't know how. Uh, I agree. And yeah, LAFC got a world-class player like for for free and not having to use a designated player spot. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to score a lot of goals. And Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, he might just be in the U.S. as a scouting plan for, for the World Cup. So who knows? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We'll, we'll see what it is. But hey, that's good. Either way, I- super hot transfer. Yeah, I really hope LAFC plays uh, Nashville so Walker Zimmerich gets some reps against him. Yeah, that's yeah, all I'm yeah that's good. That's, that's good. all I'm saying, yeah. I, I think this is really hot. Also because think about all the, the business LAFCs are done. They're already top of the league, but now they got Cialini uh, from, from Juve. He's a, he's an old defender, but that's, that, that is a, a great, great depth piece, if nothing at all. I'm sure he's going to be great for their defense. But also, they re-signed Carlos Vela, who, while obviously is not performing at the highest levels as he was in 2019, is still really good. And now you're looking at LAFC having so much depth. Attackers, Christian Arango, uh, Apoku, Brian Rodriguez, right? Uh, all these great attackers plus Vela. And then you have uh, C. Fuentes. Uh, Latif Blessing, Kalen Acosta in the midfield. This is a really well-built team. Jack, my only concern is, right, uh, there are rumors that he was just basically trying to find a club to get him to the World Cup, and after that, 
who knows? It, it is going to be, I think, an 18 month deal. So uh, with, uh, just a year, actually, it's a year okay, contract a year. with an 18 month extension possible. OK, so is this a year as in like the European season or just the end of the season? June, June to June. June to June. OK, yep. I, I still have concerns about whether or not he's going to be really committed. And obviously he's a great player. I'm sure he's going to play very well. But if his concern is to play in the World Cup, do you really think he's going to play at like 100% intensity? Will he not play at like 80% to, you know, reserve some fitness? Gareth Bale at 80% is still better than a lot of other players. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Gareth Bale fan, even yeah, though he played too. for Spurs. Even, and hey, actually, he's the reason why Chelsea were in the Champions League this past season. Yeah. Uh, actually, well, Chelsea winning helped as well, but... Before that, we didn't okay. know if we were going to win it or yeah. not. So he he uh, helped us finish fourth place because he beat Le- he beat Leicester, not Tottenham beat Leicester. He beat Leicester because he scored two and assisted two. Uh, so I I like Gareth Bale. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like Real Madrid did him wrong, and any I'm just excited f- of the possibility of seeing him in the U.S. Yeah, right. I like. Well, what do you think this will mean for MLS as a whole? Because we've seen Insigne now come uh, into Toronto. Do you think that this is, this is even a bigger deal than that? I worry. I, my only worry is that it brings up some of the accusations like, oh, MLS Retirement League. haha. Like, you know, because he's 32 and Real Madrid didn't want him. That's my only concern with it. I think it can, it's very cool because a lot of people know Gareth Bale. Uh mm-hmm. Even people outside soccer, I feel like, kind of have heard yeah. of him. So it's a big, I feel like on that name value alone, it's bigger than Insigne. Yeah, okay. I, I'm excited to see him. I know LAFC is coming into town for a midweek game, I think in September. So I might try to finesse my way into watching him and Chiellini play. Yeah. So, and probably watch Minnesota United get creamed like 2-0 to zero and Adrian oh. Heath not sub someone in until like the 90th minute. Yeah, yeah, probably. Such is life, such is life. But yeah, I also think it's a very hot transfer for the league, for him as well, and obviously LAFC, a lot of potential to be tapped into there. So you have potential, Jack. Chelsea has the potential to spend upwards of £200 million pounds yeah. <laughs> this, this uh, summer. They have a lot of transfers. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's start off with... The the one that's I would say most recent, and if I'm gonna be honest, probably the closest one on this list mm-hmm. uh, to happening, and that is Rafinha going to Chelsea for close to fifty five to sixty uh, million euros or so. Obviously, he played very well uh, for Leeds, plays very well for Brazil, was a pivotal part in Leeds staying up, and thankfully, because they were able to stay up, he will not be leaving for anything much cheaper so jack rafinha who's rumored to be going to arsenal or barcelona now looks potentially going to uh chelsea is that hot or not uh it's a very hot deal because of a few reasons one taking it away from arsenal just feels good uh as a chelsea fan you know that that feels good um and then two it directly hurts leads and i don't like leads so this is this makes me very happy as well. Um, but fi- but obviously he's just a good player and a very consistent attacker who has proved it at the Premier League level with Brazil as well. I, I think it's a really good transfer. And for the there's still it's still not done. Obviously, there's still 
still need to work out terms with with Rafinha. Yeah. But and, Leeds and yeah. Chelsea have agreed the fee. And, uh, you know, I think the Champions League uh, is really driving that decision be- because now it's between Barca and Chelsea. Yes. And I'm hoping with Barcelona's terrible financial situation, that, that means Chelsea are in prime position. Yeah, they keep the Barcelona keeps on talking about having to pull the economic levers in order to make it work, which I think also centers around selling like Frankie de Jong, who yeah. doesn't want to leave. No. And so that I think that'll be tough. I, I think it is interesting that Rafinha has pretty much publicly said that Barcelona is his preferred destination, mm-hmm. uh, which is tough. But obviously, you know, you're right. If Barcelona can't pay for him, well, there's obviously one club that's going to be vying for trophies, and that is Chelsea. I think this is a super hot transfer. I think of all the wingers that they can potentially get, one that we'll talk about later, one we've already talked about, Raheem Sterling. I think that this is the move that they should make. Not only is he only slightly more expensive than Sterling, but also I think that he plays in a a, a better role uh for leads historically that will fit into Tuchel's existing system not only can he play out wide but I think he can you know play in the half spaces he can he can uh find goals and link up with uh a false sign like like Kai Havertz and so I think he is the exact archetype still also younger than Sterling uh, at 25 years old so I think he's got a lot of upside so I think this will be great my only concern is that it's is it going to be a guarantee that he's going to perform after Chelsea spent a lot of money in the last couple seasons for attackers and not a lot of them have really panned out 100%. One of them will. One of them will. I, I, Eventually. That is probably <laughs> a, a guarantee at this point. But I, I worry for, for his sake whether or not that's going to be that's going to be him, I should say. Uh, but hey. If Chelsea wants to take that gamble and not spend money on a, a central defender or potentially spend a lot of money on a central defender, I think this transfer is hot, Jack. I want to hear you talk about Delict going from Juve to Chelsea. Potentially for 100 million euros is what they currently value them, plus maybe a player swap with Werner or Pulisic. Uh, but Juve do not want to budge unless they activate the 120 million euro release clause jack need a central defender is this hot or not for 120 million no uh yeah this is not hot yeah uh because he's fine he's fine with juventus but i wouldn't say worth 120 million fine uh that's like i think that would be a record fee for a defender uh yeah delict is not worth that much in, in my opinion uh if i i saw another one that was like I don't know, something like 75 million or 70 million plus Pulisic and Werner. Closer to, to being good. Yeah. Uh, but also, you're right. That, yeah, like, not, it's not great. I, I, I'd i rather we went in for Kunde instead of... Instead I was going to say. Instead of Delict. I feel like Kunde is better, fits our system better, uh, and Delict doesn't quite offer the same thing that we need. So I, I'm not, I, I think this is pretty cold, especially for that fee. I, I 100% agree. Jack, of some of the potentially linked to Chelsea center backs, Skriniar, uh, Bremer, Bremer of uh, Torino, 
or uh, Kunde? Who, who who would you rather take? Just oh. uh, let me uh, just pull oh something up here. There's one option that I would pick. One option, and I, and for those of you who can't see, I pulled up a Slovakia flag from out of nowhere because I've just got that on hand. Because if the answer is who would you want out of those, you said Skriniar first. The list ends there for me. Okay, that's that is my top pick. That that's my top pick. Then it would be Kunde. Uh, th- that those those are the, my top two. Those are my top two. Okay. All right. Well, hey, that's fair. Obviously, Chelsea Chelsea's biggest need right now is solid central defenders. Because if they if they don't get some, then Jack, I'm afraid you're gonna have to suit up out there. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's looking. Uh, I will lose every single game <laughs> single handedly, single footedly. Yes. Yes. Uh, but maybe they should be spending money on that instead on. Potentially bringing Neymar in, Jack. Chelsea was listed as one of the potential clubs to land Neymar, as it looks like PSG wants to part from him. I, I honestly don't know how likely this is, but Jack, Neymar to Chelsea, hot or not? Uh, I think if if it's like a reasonable deal, if if they can get a reasonable deal, hot transfer. And do you know why? Why? Because Neymar under Thomas Tuchel was very, very good. Do you want, here, here's the stats that, that I've got on this. Neymar under Thomas Tuchel played 67 games under Pochettino, okay. 39 okay. games. With Pochettino, 13 goals, 13 assists, pretty good. With Tuchel, 51 goals and 32 assists in 67 games. And yes, nice. he was playing alongside Mbappe during, during that. But I was going to say Still, fifty-one goals and thirty-two assists in about about a about a season and a half. That that's nothing. That's nothing to sneeze at. Like, or that's that's good. That's good stuff. I would take. I I if if Chelsea can work out a reasonable deal, I have no idea what the fee would be, what the wages would be. It can be very good. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't say no to it. You know, like, uh, mm. but. I don't know. Uh, it 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 all depends it on that fee because I've seen nothing on it yet. So yeah, for for those reasons, I'm a little cooler on the transfer. I'm a little cooler on the transfer because I know it's going to be very expensive in terms of wages. And on top of that, I I, I feel like if, if if he comes from PSG, he's going to want the team to be really built around him. And I I feel like. Part of Chelsea's strengths were the fact that it didn't really feel like the team was built around one single player, but rather just the system that Tuchel was implementing. And so I wonder how well he'd finish that system, uh, given that he might not be the focal point at all times, or it, it would detract from the overall strength of Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea system if he were to be that focal point. I don't know. Just some thoughts. I know he, he wasn't necessarily a focal point at uh, at PSG. That was more Mbappe, but still, I don't know. He, he definitely would be in Chelsea, I think. I, so. I think it would be great. I think I, 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 I would buy a Neymar jersey. I would. Okay. I, I definitely would. Uh, but now we get to flip the script here because yes. it's on to... Uh, we're, actually, the first transfer on this is a, is a good transition about West Ham transfers yeah. for you. Because yeah. this first one would be, I'm not sure, is this a loan or a permanent deal? Uh, uh, it looks like it, it might be a permanent deal. A permanent deal of Armando Broja 
from Chelsea to West Ham. Yes. Uh, Broja on loan at Southampton last season, performed decently well with Southampton, uh, scored quite quite a bit on the on in that campaign. Six goals and 21 appearances for a young Albanian striker, 20 years That's old. That's not a lot. 20 if years I'm, old. Uh, scored, 20, 20 years old. 20 year olds old. Though. Yeah. 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 Scored scored six in twenty one matches, you know. Uh, he he. A lot of Chelsea fans are really high on him, but AJ West Ham fan perspective, how would you feel about this transfer? Hmm. If what we're thinking of is true, and it's going to be north of twenty five, maybe thirty million euros, I'm a little cool on it. it might be a, a little on the the lukewarm side, but since it isn't my money. And it looks like hopefully we're investing some more money beyond that. I, I, I'd be okay with that. I, I, that would be a little warm if I know there's going to be other investments. Because I, I think that he's the type of player, you know, uh, he, he's not English, obviously, but he's trained in England. He knows the Premier League. Uh, while he's not 100% proven, he has a lot of the attributes that I think would work well under a David Moy system. He he. Wins a lot of aerials, 4.28 per 90 uh, are the stats, and he's able to uh, kind of link up uh, pretty well. You know, he, he's got a lot of completed dribbles, progressive carries, which means that he could potentially drop a little back and hopefully help us with some defensive pressure as well as bringing the ball up forward for potentially Jared Bowen. So I'm pretty warm on it, Jack. If you get 30 million euros from uh, this transfer, would you say that it's hot? Uh, no, honestly, because are, I, are you I, high on him, too? I am. I think All he's right. he he's shown promise wherever he's gone at Southampton. He did pretty good. He scored nine goals in all competitions uh, and also d- did pretty well in his loan the year before at Vitesse. Uh, I, I think he's a very good player and has a lot of potential. And for once, I'd love to see Chelsea actually do something with an academy striker, not <laughs> just true. pawn them off to That's to true. another team. You know, I, I'm still sad about Tammy Abraham leaving. Uh, so I I I want him to stay because I want him to be one of our primary striker options for this upcoming season. So for that reason, I'm pretty cold on that transfer. All right. All right. But. Next up, we have, I believe this transfer is done, pretty much. It is done. It's completed. So, so uh, you what what do you think about Alphonse Areola? I guess kind of staying at, at West Ham yeah. after his loan deal from PSG. Uh, played in a few games, didn't get a ton of game time, was definitely more of a cup competition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. goalkeeper. How do you feel about him being at West Ham permanently as that second choice keeper? I feel amazing about it. Not only was it pretty cheap, honestly, it was below the the release clause. We got him for 8 million euros, which for a goalkeeper of his stature is really good. I thought he played amazingly in the Euro games, uh, uh, the Europa League games, I should say. And I really liked what I saw from him. And obviously, I love Fabianski, one of my favorite players. He's not getting any younger. And because of that, Alfonso Areola, he's in his prime. I think that we're going to be looking at him as more of a first-choice goalkeeper. Maybe not this season. Honestly, maybe 50-50 between him and Fabianski, depending on whose form uh, is better. But I really like Areola. I think he's going to be our first choice. Uh, his stats speak for himself. like His save percentages, his ability to keep the ball at the net. 
really second to none. And unlike Fabianski, I don't get scared whenever he kicks a ball uh, for a long distance. I'm, I'm not afraid that his hamstring will get strained or anything. So, and he's Filipino, and I learned that like two weeks ago. He like he he's born in France, I think, or moved to France, but his his family's Filipino. And let's go! That's sick. I'm definitely gonna get an Areola jersey now. It's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. So. Yeah, Jack, as as a French national team fan, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a good move for him. He wasn't getting any playing time at PSG. And honestly, I think it might be time for West Ham to integrate him as the first choice goalkeeper because I agree. Fabianski is 37, uh, by the way, and <sighs> man, he gets injured quite a bit. Uh, I think it might be time for him to uh, to take a bit of a break this season and uh Start moving it over to Ariola. I think you might be right on a 50-50 split between things. I'd hope uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good transfer. You know, it's a good value. Great goalkeeper. Was very good with Fulham on that loan. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I, I like this transfer. It's hot. All right, cool. How about this next yeah, one, Jack? The next one you've got this. is... Uh, oh, you don't know about this one, do you? Uh, uh, oh. I'll explain why. I'll explain why. Go ahead. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, Jesse Lingard Action. from Manchester United to West Ham on a free transfer after trying to sign him last summer on a permanent deal for $25 million, which was refused by Solskjaer, who then benched him for the rest of the season. West Ham are looking to secure Jesse Lingard on a free transfer this summer. What, what do yes. you think about that, AJ? You keep on saying free. I, it I is am saying free. The tran- there's free. no transfer fee. Mm-hmm. But if his contract is big, I don't know, right? And okay. and, and if he he is potentially looking at going to the continent, you know, moving to another league like Germany or, or Spain, and it always has felt like West Ham has been his second choice, right? He had a good time at West Ham. He enjoyed it. But he wanted to stay at Manchester United to, to prove himself. And he snubbed West Ham which would could have been a great deal. And now that we have potentially the likes of Broya or the next chance we're talking about, I don't know if it's necessarily a necessity for him to come over, especially after he wasn't amazing at Manchester United this past season, only getting two goals in only two starts, 16 matches played. How many minutes played, though? 367. I know, I know. That's not bad. But his career has been so stop and start. I, If we commit to him, I don't know if we'll be in the start section of his career or in the stop section. He's only 28, but I, if, we're, if I were to take him, it'd have to be on a shorter term deal because I cannot imagine, you know, 300K a week on a player that was good for a half season with us, a purple patch season for sure. Don't know if that's going to be 100% the case now. There's nothing to suggest it. I'll be honest. I, I I think it's a pretty good it would be a good transfer. It would be it would be maybe more room temperature because the wages might be a little bit up there. But he's he he can be very good. And it seemed like West Ham unlocked his potential. And I don't I don't care what you say. 19 games is more than just a purple patch. I think a purple patch is a few games, but for to perform and be one of the best players of West Ham's okay. season when they got sixth place. That, that for half that season, you know, that that's that's pretty good. I, right. I think it would he would be a good addition, especially if like Ben Rama or Bowen ended up leaving. Right. 
I think that he would be a good replacement. All right. All right. I'm, I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah. If we get rid of uh, another player, definitely make it more worthwhile. Yeah. So the last one that you were alluding to, I have a feeling this is the one that you're yes, most excited bro. about. Yes. And I can see why, because it's Arnaut Danjuma from Villarreal. Actually, recent, just signed there last summer from Bournemouth. Uh, Arnaut Danjuma is a young, 25, young, youngish, 25-year-old at Netherlands. Pretty young. Uh, left winger slash center forward, so can play both positions. Uh, when Gerard Moreno was injured most of the season, he was employed at striker quite a bit. Uh, scored 10 goals and got three assists in 17 starts uh, and did pretty well, if I'm remembering correctly, in the Champions League for Villarreal, scoring six goals in 10 starts. So, AJ, Arnout Danjuma, Netherlands winger slash center forward, maybe. I think what uh, the fee, it looks like 45 million or so mm-hmm. would break West Ham's transfer record. Yeah. Is he worth that? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I think this is such a hot transfer. I think he's worth that and more. Honestly, in in today's market, he he played. Yeah, you're right. He played very well in Bournemouth. I wish we could have gotten him last year for because I I think we were in for him last year. Yeah, he was 15 million Villarreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, uh, I I I think this would still be a great move. I mean, maybe David Moyes is waiting for him to prove it at a higher level than Bournemouth and. Yeah, for sure he did it, and he's got family in uh, England. He 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 liked playing in the Premier League. I think he knows the league. He he knows what it's like to be here. And David Moyes has reportedly been interested in him, and I I think he's got he's got the right mentality and type of player player profile that David Moyes would like. I, I've heard that he's a very hard worker, a, a very down to earth, which kind of tracks well with what David Moyes wants. And he's, you know, able to kind of play as not necessarily a false nine, but is able to uh, link up and play well and obviously score goals, which is something we desperately need. And while he's on the the youngish side, I think he'll get a lot of starts c- compared to Antonio, uh, which will be good because Antonio was very tired last season. And so if nothing else but to kind of transition him in for the first couple of weeks like David Moyes has done, I think that's this will be an amazing transfer because he's proven it. Bournemouth, Villarreal now. And yeah, great for the Dutch national team, uh, this move, and also great for West Ham. Let's go! There you go. You got, you got to talk about West Ham for quite a bit. Four potential transfers there. Some really good, some potentially pretty bad, uh, depending on wage demands. So, but it seems like both of our clubs have some good transfers potentially ahead of them. So we'll, we'll see where that goes, but let's talk about one. We both are interested in because it concerns the U S men's national team goalkeeper, Zach Steffen, formerly second choice at Manchester city looks like, and I don't think it's confirmed yet. will be going on loan to Middlesbrough in the championship. AJ, what's your take on this one? Obviously, the thing that everyone has been saying is that this is really good uh, for his playing time. Our U.S. men's national team goalkeepers, a lot of them will not have a lot of uh, playing time considering that Zach Steffen was a backup in City. Uh, Arsenal uh, just signed uh, 
oh my god, to Matt Turner and yep. Ethan Horvath is kind of in limbo right now. I'll be honest. It looks so, like Dean Henderson is going to man. Yeah, uh, not exactly. Forest. Uh, so so. It, it, it's not like it's looking a hundred percent great there. Uh, but I think that's we a great move. I think the championship, a higher level championship side, is really good for him. Uh, if if nothing else, I think there's a lot of opportunity for him to a get minutes and b kind of face a style of play that he's not necessarily used to seeing, right? And have to play in a system that's not just you know play with your feet. We know he can do that, but a lot of times the the thing that people say is the reason why Matt Turner should be picked above him is his Matt Turner's shot-stopping ability. Middlesbrough is going to be on top of the, the championship, most likely. But at the same time, you know, they got a good defense, but uh, there's a lot of good attack that can probably best Middlesbrough's uh, defense. So he's going to get a lot of shots, which will be great practice going into uh, a pretty hectic World Cup schedule. So, Jack... Zach Steffen, I, I, I saw your tweet about it. What do you think about this? Uh, great move. I think it's a great move. Okay, he, I want at least one of our goalkeepers to be playing regularly before the World Cup, please. Yeah. Just at, at least, uh, ha- even if it's in the championship, I don't care because it's still regular playing time and that's important. So I think this is good. Um, you know, it, it allows him to be potentially a bigger part of a team, too. Because at City, you know, he got outshone by a lot of other players and by Ederson, of course. So this could be a chance to solidify himself as like a really important part of a team that is going to be challenging for promotion. So I like this deal. Um, It's a hot transfer. Yeah. And I I say that they have a good defense. I'm sure they've upgraded. I honestly don't know too much about Millsborough as a, you know, defensive signings. But, you know, 50 goals against... You know, that it's pretty middle of the pack in terms of everything for the championship. So yeah. Uh and didn't yeah, didn't Guzan play for, for them? So I believe yeah. I believe you're correct in that. I, I believe he did play. So if, if, if Guzan was, you know, pretty okay. So yeah, there you go. Got a good track record there. Jack, how about another goalkeeper? You know, a, a pretty a pretty underrated signing, went kind of under the radar. Nick Pope moving from the relegated Burnley to Newcastle United. Obviously just got ba- bought out by the Saudis, uh, making some moves. A four-year deal, £10 million fee. Jack, hot or not? Very hot transfer. And the reason why is I like Martin Dubrovka a lot for Newcastle. Yeah. But it's clear that he is kind of part of what was holding them back at times in uh, in games because he 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 conceded quite a few goals was injured for a bit of the season but conceded like 1.5 goals per game Newcastle yes their defense still needs work but getting a new goalkeeper and let's face it a younger goalkeeper uh is a good move and Nick Pope is fantastic his shot stopping was part of what kept Burnley up all these all these seasons I 100% agree Uh, he had one maybe rougher season but even then like he he's got a lot of saves that he uh 121 saves to 47 conceded that's like a 75% save percentage Mm -hmm. which is pretty pretty impressive 
posted nine clean sheets in an otherwise disappointing season for Burnley. Uh, I think this could be a transfer that helps get Newcastle even further up. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is a hot transfer as well. I think it's a, I think it's extremely hot. Not only is that such a cheap deal, partially because Burnley did get relegated, but just because these are the types of transfers I think Newcastle United should be making. Now, I obviously hate Newcastle United because the sports yep. washings, uh, Saudi influence on the game, all that. But on a purely sporting level, I think that this is amazing because this isn't spending a, like, you know, $100 million to get Neymar and make a big splash. But it's slowly ramping things up, making smaller, smart decisions that instead of, you know, them just gunning for the Champions League right away and potentially failing and being in a, a hole of money. Instead, working their way up and being like, all right, let's challenge for top half. Let's try to maybe get Conference League. And slowly building their way up, I think that's more levels of success is coming their way rather than if they just jumped the gun and got, say, a bigger name goalkeeper like, I don't know, Donald Rumor or something just because they wanted to spend money and show ambition. So, yeah. City and PSG, when they first came on the scene, did not make that uh, same choice. PSG still not making that same choice, but, you know, that's that. That is that. How about, Jack, let's talk about a transfer. It's not actually a player transfer, but instead a managerial transfer. We have Wayne Rooney leaving uh, the now relegated Derby County. Derby County got relegated from the championship because they had uh, the the points deduction on them at the beginning of the season. And even though they played very, very well, and actually I, I think if they didn't get that points deduction, wouldn't have been relegated, obviously. Uh, they still did, and it looks like potentially that they didn't get, they weren't able to promise him the the player investment that he wanted and so he has uh, stepped away and said that it's time for someone else to take the reins and take them in a new direction jack hot or not uh i mean it's it's not a hot transfer for darby county because just so much has gone wrong for them like you're right they would have survived and they would have done more than survived they would have finished 16th if they hadn't had those point deductions yeah. but their ownership talks collapsed earlier uh it like I think a week or so ago uh, with uh, an American investor pulling out after being named the preferred bidder in April. And uh, yeah, it, it's rough because Darby County can't make any signings until they've got that manager in or the new owner in because they don't have any financial backing. So they, they're not really going to be able to do much for this. So this is really bad that they're losing a manager who should promise like, he he was he was all right. He was good. I liked him he, there. Yeah, he was all right at Der Derby County. He, he maybe wasn't fantastic, but would have kept them up if it wasn't for the idiotic decisions of the ownership. So I I think that this is a really I mean, Darby can't really do anything to keep him because they can't promise him anything else because of the ownership debacle. So uh, it's it's not a hot transfer, though. Yeah, I I definitely remember saying that if they get relegated or regardless that he'd probably leave and i got made fun of by you jack and reed i remember saying well that, so. i i didn't anticipate this level of collapse in the ownership 
uh, yeah. discussions like that. That's pretty bad. Uh, but it looks like hopefully that they have a, a, a new potential owner getting lined up to buy the stadium and we'll, we'll see what happens there. But Jack, where, where would you like to see Wayne Rooney? What, what level of club do you think he should uh, join up with next? I think championship is a respectable level for him. Okay. I, th- I think that's solid. Um, I'm not sure exactly what clubs need managers, but I could also see him kind of like just taking some time off because you know, trying to work against relegation and everything against you had to be a stressful season. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't blame him for taking like half a season off and waiting for a good offer. But I think the championship is a good level. Yeah, I, I definitely think like a higher level championship. He's already proven it. I don't know, like uh, if uh, one of like the Huddersfield Town, Sheffield United, uh, West Broms need a new manager in the next couple of uh, months. Especially after, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of winter sackings after the World Cup. Who knows? Maybe we'll step in, but yeah. Well, West Brom has Steve Bruce, so you know it's a matter of time before he's gone. Of course, of course. Jack, how about just some some quicker transfers here as we wrap things up. Uh, Luis Suarez to River Plate. uh, Obviously, storied Uruguayan moving from Atletico Madrid, previously Barcelona, to Argentina, River Plate. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, it's a pretty hot transfer. He's 35. It, it would be it would be a good uh, a good move, I think, for him. He his his involvement with Atleti like went down from the season where they won the title to this past season. So I, I think I think it's fine if he wants to, you know, head back over over to South America. And he would do great with River Plate, I'm sure, because. Uh, River Plate just lost Julian Alvarez. I believe that's yep. where he came from. So yep. they definitely need a striker. So uh, I don't think it's a bad move. Maybe not Maybe not the best move. I think he could still play in Europe and do a decent job for a lot of teams. Uh, but I, I'll say like a room temperature one, you know. Yeah, I, I think this is pretty warm because I, I think that this is this might be the level where he's at. I mean, Argentina and their league is still very good, and yeah, I think it's hot. He he might be closer to family. Uh, this is very cold for everyone else in South America. Copa Libertadores, I know, is going to be a bloodbath as always. But you know, uh, you know, Boca Juniors, I believe, are quaking in the, in their pants. You know, uh, other big brazilian teams like palmeiras corinthians they're probably quaking in their boots as well so i think he'll do some damage there and jack lastly a smaller transfer but still pretty exciting uh christian erickson potentially a free agent move to manchester united what do you think about that no they need to stop manchester united need to stop they're a menace to society at this point stop signing advanced playing midfielders that's not what they need Every single Manchester United fan knows this. They, <laughs> this is not what they need. They need a deep lying midfielder. First, it's Van de Beek, which they're potentially paying up to 85 million for. Now, Eriksen, who would play in the same place as Fernandez. Why? Why would you not sign the one player you really need? Up, <laughs> like in the position you really need. Why? It, I, it would be great for Eriksen. I would I would love to see him thriving at a club that would appreciate him and need him and he would do well at. But Manchester United is not that team. I I don't think that's the team. Uh so it also seems like he's not really 
keen on it. So I don't know. I, I, I don't like it. I feel like it's the wrong kind of signing for Manchester United again. Come to West Ham, Christian. Honestly. Hey, screw it. If Ren Rama's out, we need somebody. You know, maybe not Lingard. I'd take Erickson over Lingard. That's not a take. So I, I think I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So come over. Come over. All right. Jack, you have to leave. I might talk about some other transfers uh when you leave. Very quick. Stuff like uh Gabriel Jesus or potentially Paul Pogba, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But Jack, you got a call to take. I do. We got life to live. So Jack, where can people find us on Twitter if you know? They want more of your wonderful voice. Yeah, not they voice, can, mind. Mind, you know I mean. words. <laughs> yes. Uh, on Twitter, at Final Third Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on there. Interact with our stuff. Let us know when we're completely wrong about something or when we're completely right. You know, we like being told we're right as much as the next person. So uh, get, give us a follow on Twitter. Check out FinalThirdShow.com for all things Final Third Show. Yes. Uh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, finalthirdshow.com. We'll see you guys uh, next Monday. Not same time, same place, but for another news and predictions episode. I believe, yeah, it's a long weekend. We'll have plenty of time. Unless, Jack, yeah. you're doing something, in which case, ah, we might have another late one. We'll, Who cares? we'll figure it We'll, we'll figure, figure it out it when out. it comes we'll up to it. it. Uh, yeah, and yeah, tell your friend about the show. I'm sure they'd love to hear about Gareth Bale making a, a big splash moving across the pond to LAFC of all teams. And tell your dad, I'm sure he would love to hear about what Wayne Rooney stepping down from Derby means for his managerial career and where he'll go next. All right, uh, we'll see you guys for that news and predictions episode. See ya. Bye for now. <laughs>